You're listening to the Strong Towns Podcast. Strongest Town Contest is an opportunity to highlight some of the great things that are happening in cities, towns, and neighborhoods across the country. This week we are in round three, which is the final four. These four cities have been selected by you, our audience, from an initial list of 16, and we're asking you to help us narrow that list to two. You can do that by going to strongtowns.org and clicking on the Strongest Town Contest. Voting in round three ends Wednesday night at midnight, so don't hesitate. One of those final four towns is Holland, Michigan, a city of 33,000 on Lake Makatawa. And I hope I got that right. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, It's just off the eastern edge of Lake Michigan. There's a little river that runs into this lake, and it looks absolutely gorgeous. I have on the line with me from Holland the mayor, Nancy DeBoer. Nancy, welcome. Thank you. Great to be here, Zach. Awesome. I've I've got from the city council, Brian Birch. Brian, welcome to the Strong Downs podcast. Thanks for having us. And the city manager, a, a gentleman named Ryan Cotton. Ryan, also, thank you for being here. My pleasure. Now, Holland pulled off a squeaker against Fargo in round one, really the tightest match we had, and there was a ton of votes on that one. And then you guys handily topped West Palm Beach in round two. I, w- I want to ask the mayor, uh, Madam Mayor, are you, you guys feeling pretty confident about a matchup now with Carlisle, Pennsylvania? Well, we we love what we do, and we're going to keep doing it as well as we can, and we hope to be able to pass them up where we don't take anything for granted. <laughs> keep working. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, would you could you tell us, and I'd like to start with, with you, Nancy, could you tell us your story? Tell us how you came to live in Holland. Well, my husband and I um, met each other at college in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Both of us are from the Chicago area, um, and we wanted to live around Michigan. We really liked it in Michigan, but we also both got teaching jobs in the Holland area, and his job was in a little farming community called Cutlerville, and my job was at um, the Holland High School, Holland Christian High School, and so they were wanted me to live within the Holland area, and so that's why we chose where we live. And we loved living here. It was close enough to our relatives in Chicago, but it still had the ambiance of where my husband used to come for vacation one week a year when he lived in Chicago. Sure, sure. You are you a teacher then? Yes, I'm um, secondary ed, English major, music minor. But I'm not teaching right now. But um, Brian, how come? How'd you end up in Holland? Um, I grew up in West Michigan. My my hometown is Rockford, uh, which is just north of Grand Rapids, about 30 minutes from Holland. And uh, I moved away for college. I went to Western Michigan University and then moved to Chicago and started my career there. Uh, but in a in a and I switched the state. I ended up dating and then marrying a woman who uh, didn't want to live in a major city. I, I, I love big cities. I love cities, but uh, she didn't want to live in the big city. And uh, we compromised on uh, 
my home region, uh, West Michigan, and she actually secured a job with the uh, a local uh, physicians group. She's a physician assistant, and we we landed in Holland. So we we moved to the area because of her work. Um, my work as a professional in public relations, I'm a bit uh, uh, agnostic to location. So I uh, I've done a lot of work in the Grand Rapids area. Uh, Kalamazoo area, Holland area, and so it was a good kind of uh, place for us to uh, start working and and then to start a family, and uh, we've we've loved it ever since. The proximity to Lake Michigan and arguably the best beaches in the world uh, is <laughs> was a huge drawing point for for both of us, and uh, we've we've been there ever since. We've been in uh, we've been in Holland for about uh, ten years now. Fantastic. Now, Ryan, you're, you're the city manager. Um, how'd you end up in Holland? Well, I've been a city manager for 29 years in four communities and two states. And I want everyone to know that I'm the luckiest city manager in Michigan. Holland <laughs> is a town that rocks, and it's just such a joy to be part of it. it we have a traditional downtown, uh, traditional neighborhoods. Uh, we have redevelopment opportunities, which I thoroughly enjoy. It's walkable front porch. The downtown is award-winning. It's beat out the malls. Uh, it's just a joy to, to be a small part of it. All right, let's say that I'm coming to visit. I, I'd really like to know the three things that, that I absolutely have to do when I'm in Holland to get the full experience. And so I, I'd like to ask each of you to, to give me one. Tell me, uh, you know, if, if I come there, and boy, I, I would really, you know, I've, I've looked at your submissions from the first two rounds. I would love to come to Holland someday. Can we start with the mayor? Nancy, what, what's one thing that I absolutely have to do when I come to Holland to get the full, the full experience? You have to go downtown, which is an amazing experience. I would say it's one of the best. Um, it has been redone to go retro to its roots. We had at one time thought of enclosing the whole downtown with a dome and making it in a mall kind of state. Thankfully, instead, um, that all those in charge decided it was much better to go back to the roots of the community and have it be in its 17th, 18th century type of look, only done with quality and refurbished as it needed to be. And even if you come in the winter, you will enjoy it there because all the Streets and sidewalks are snow melted with extra power from our power plant. So really beautiful ambient place to shop. Yes, it is great. We have um, some of the national caliber stores like Chico's White House Black Market, and we also have mom and pop kind of stores and um, all different types of establishments. We also have three uh, beautiful hotels right near downtown. Everything is walkable. You can walk to the water, to the parks, and downtown all in the same walk, even to the Windmill Island Gardens to see the 250-year-old windmill from the Netherlands. So it is a, a downtown that just really is above so many others. Councillor Birch, Councillor Birch, what, what, uh, what is, what's one thing that you would say I, I would have to do if I came there and visited? And downtown is, is probably the, the biggest asset of, of within our borders. Um, what, one of the things that I really like about this region is how it's changed in terms of uh, farm to plate. So there's a, there's a great restaurant scene. And in, in addition to 
uh, craft beer and craft spirits. We have uh, two, uh, well, we have three or four now local breweries, uh, one of which has, uh, or two of which have a presence in downtown Holland, uh, New Holland Brewing Company and, and our brewing company. And then we have uh, uh, New Holland Artisan Spirits and Coppercraft Spirits. And so I would, I would probably take you and hang out at one of our uh, local public houses and uh, grab a cocktail uh, in some of the spirits that are being produced by the people who live in the city. And, uh, you know, things, bourbon, gin, vodka, uh, all of it's being produced uh, from materials grown uh, literally 10 miles uh, from downtown. Uh, that's, that's one of the advantages we have is that the farms uh, are are within a bicycle distance from from downtown. It's a it's a rare opportunity to have agriculture that close and that convenient. So the food is fresh, and uh, the the products that we make from them are are also fresh and very delicious. That's fantastic, Ryan. I, I I'd like to hear from you. What's the uh, what's the one thing that 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 we would have to go do when I'm in Holland? Well, I'm a runner, so every place I go, I run. So uh, if it's in the winter and a lot of the country experiences winter, you know, people have to run snowmelt. It's amazing. There's hundreds of people every morning um, in the wintertime that are running 2.5 miles of snowmelt. The best thing is city council got a $500,000 donation, matched it with 500000 and it's being expanded from downtown to our, our um, Evergreen Commons, which is a, kind of a community center. So it's going to be over four miles next winter. So um, it's from rejected heat from the power plant, as Mayor DeBoer said. So it's, it's, uh, it's a great way to reuse um, our heat in a way that makes a, a more livable community. But I want to add one more thing, and that's our theater scene, whether it's the Knickerbocker associated with the Hope College downtown or the Park Theater, which is really popular with the 20-somethings. Incredible shows. Last weekend, Josh Davis, who is the runner-up contestant for On the Voice, was at the, the Park Theater. And it's, that's just the kind of thing that uh, happens weekly in Holland. That's fantastic. Live theater. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, t- talk to me yeah. a, a little bit. I mean, no city's perfect, and, and we're not trying to pretend that we're finding, you know, the, the perfect city. Every, every city's trying to work on things to become better. Tell me something that you think that Holland could do better. And I'd, I'd like to start uh, with the mayor on this one. Nancy, could you let me know something? Well, the big thing that we're working on right now is the Civic Center, which was built in 1954 and hasn't been completely reworked since then. It has been quite a hub for the community, really the family room of the community in many ways. But every time we have gone long-term on committee work in order to redo it, something has happened to stop the progress. The last round was the economic demise of 2008 and 9, and we had to put that back on the shelf. So this past fall, um, we addressed it in earnest by hiring a firm, a design firm out of St. Joe Edgewater Resources. They have overseen the process of uh, all kinds of public meetings, public charrettes, uh, meetings with stakeholders. We had 2,700 people respond to our uh, visual survey of what the people would like in this Civic Center and how they would like it redone. It has been a huge, inclusive process. The first presentation came to council last week, Wednesday, 
and we will be talking about it in a study session this next Wednesday. So that is the big thing that's coming on the horizon, and we had a $2 million donation from someone in the community that really cared about honoring the legacy of their parents in this uh, new refurbished facility. And so all of that is um, on the table. We have a $20 million total vision, um, and we're talking about an $11 million vision at this point. So it is it is kind of a hot topic in Holland and something that we really want to see come to fruition. The goal is to put the shovel in the ground this coming October. We are working on finding private funding uh, as well on this whole world journey, but that will be a great thing to be able to offer to the community that will be ADA compliant and air-conditioned in the summer and have some roof access, we hope, and all those kind of things that will really make it a whole different area in conjunction also with the farmer's market that is uh, one of the best in the state. Brian, what's one thing that you think Holland could do a little bit better? Um, it's, a, it's a tough question. We're, we're constantly working on so many different things, especially at the, the council level. Um, but one of the things I think we, like many other communities and municipalities struggle with is uh, ensuring that there's engagement from the whole public and understanding what is important to the residents in particular and how we can reflect their needs and their desires uh, for their community, be it uh, walkability or diversity of transportation options uh, or you know, access to uh, Essential services. What 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 are those what are those needs from the public, and how can we communicate with them in a way that is uh, you know lasting, that isn't intimidating, uh, that is that is open, and and, and that is uh, viable uh, long term. We we like others are constantly making sure that everyone knows what's going on, uh, but sometimes uh, things slip through the cracks and. While we, we think we're being very open, uh, people don't always see uh, our announcements. So it's, it's finding ways and channels that we can reach uh, the people and engage with them and ensure that their voice is being, being heard effectively. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan, I'd be interested in, in knowing what you think Holland could improve upon. Well, we have Lake Makatawa and a beautiful waterfront along Collin Park. But from our downtown, you can't quite see it. Uh, we could if we didn't if we had some redevelopment uh, on the water at that location. So I actually live on the walk uh, between downtown and Lake Makatawa, and I have people who stop me when I'm in my front yard asking me where the water is. So uh, we have some redevelopment opportunities that would make that visible to downtown and more walkable and more attractive. And uh, I think that's what we can do better at long term. It's in all our plans. Um, but as you know, uh, it takes time to, to bring the vision together. Okay, lightning, lightning round. Uh, real quick, I'd like to know one thing about Holland that you think makes it stand out as, as a strong town. If you were to say, strong town's strength test, you know, here's, here's, here's one thing that really kind of sets us apart as a, as a truly strong town. Uh, let's start with the mayor. Mayor DeBoer, what would that be for you? 
Well, I think we're big enough to have the problems of other places, but small enough to come back together and try to figure out solutions to those problems. And that has been a process that we have used in all different arenas to bring the heads of different organizations together and brainstorm over what is the problem that's coming on the horizon. Um, a group was formed a while ago, to, and the gist of that was we should address preschool education. And an organization called Ready for School was formed to assess children as they enter kindergarten to figure out what kind of skills do we need to help them develop before they get to kindergarten. And it started that whole process of communication and children are being much better prepared uh, for kindergarten and for life now in this area through that process. Councillor Birch, uh, one thing that makes you stand out as a strong town? Oh, our economy. And yeah. maybe that's not something tangible that you can touch, um, but we, we are arguably the, the envy of the region in terms of unemployment rate um, and, and what we've accomplished through the downturn. There were cities in Michigan uh, and, and cities near, near to us who really struggled with their budget and with uh, factories closing or, or, or other, other instances happening, people moving away, and Holland uh, having a very diverse economy, uh, not, just, not just manufacturing, but small businesses, uh, startup businesses, uh, downtown, uh, local businesses, local ownership. I mean, it's, it's a very diverse economy, and we, we, we got through that uh, much more efficiently than many other communities. And, and now we've emerged as, you know, a strong town, uh, not to, you know, use the titular phrase here, but, uh, you know, our, our economy is booming for lack of a better term. Um, we have companies in the region who are desperate to find people to work. Um, it's, it's a, that's our biggest challenge right now, and, and that's, that's, that's a good challenge to have, and I think that's what makes us great. It, and I think when people come here, they see not only a great place to, to work uh, or start a business, but a great place to live. Um, you know, so that, that economic asset really trickles down into the livability of the, of the city and the region itself. Uh, city manager, Ryan Cotton, what's one, the one thing that uh, makes it stand out to you as a strong town? Yeah, uh, well, the two things. Uh, one is our multicultural mutual respect and human relations uh, programs and our institutional coordination and cooperation. We're uh, the home of Hope College, a uh, 3,500 uh, student uh, college, been here as long as the city has. And we, we have a mantra that's what good is good for Holland is good for the college. And, and the college believes what's good for the college is, is good for Holland or uh, mutually uh, vice versa. So we, we find that that has produced enormous uh, capabilities and livability and quality of life uh, that is just uh, uh, the envy of many other communities. Have any of you ever been to Carlisle, Pennsylvania? I know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I, I, I have to say, uh, I'm very impressed uh, with the with the first two rounds. Uh, your submissions uh, really make it a, a very compelling case, and I'm I'm happy for you that uh, you've been able to get this far. And I'm I'm thankful that we're able to highlight such a great city. Thanks for all you do, and and thanks for being on the podcast. 
Thank you, Chuck. We really appreciate this whole initiative, and uh, we love what it can do for us. We appreciate this this uh, whole way of presenting a city. I think it's a great idea. Well, best of luck to you, and uh, maybe we'll be chatting by videocast next week for the, the championship round. So take care. We hope so. <laughs> Thank you, Chuck. <laughs> you bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We need your help. If you think the Strong Town's message is important, don't keep it to yourself. Pass it on. You can get more information and sign up to be a member of Strong Towns at strongtowns.org. They know that America's one big pothole right now. Bill, 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 Bill. That's the story. Chuck Marone, this has been fascinating. I like you. I like your vision of the of the world. The United Nations Earth Summit Agenda 21. Yeah.